Hello and welcome to another episode of a Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, experiences, and we explore the world around us. We are the Thomas Brothers, and I'm Jared. And I'm Ethan. And today we're going to be talking about loyalty versus betrayal. Kind of two opposites of the same coin. All right. We're going to define the two. This is kind of one of our attribute episodes, we call them. One of our creed building episodes. What can we learn from loyalty and what can we learn from betrayal? Mm-hmm. We're going to define them. We're going to dig into them a little bit. We're going to kind of look at some of the benefits of, of, of loyalty and tell some stories. And then we'll kind of dig in a little bit to maybe looking at some of the, the downfalls of loyalty. Or typically we think of betrayal as always being a negative thing. But are there some situations or some circumstances where betrayal might be might fit the situation? Yeah, I don't know. So let's get into it and let's find out. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. And that, my friends, is called integrity. That's called courage. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. You're not the devil. You're practice. All right, so loyalty. Uh, this is such a, a highly revered virtue, I think, uh, and I think that in many cases, people people want to be loyal. I mean, they want to be loyal to their friends, to their family, to those that, that are loyal to them, to a cause. Uh, but I think in some cases, uh, people could take advantage of loyalty. To many, in many cases, loyalty is taken advantage of. Um, yeah. One definition I saw of loyalty it says. Loyalty in general use is a devotion and faithfulness to a nation, cause, philosophy, country, group, or person. Philosophers disagree on what can be an objective, an object of loyalty, and some argue that loyalty is strictly interpersonal and only another human being can be the object of loyalty. Interesting. So that's an interesting conundrum, especially when you think about like loyalty to your country or your or your religion yeah you know people will say maybe well and there's an argument to say well you can only truly be loyal to another person because then those people can actually reciprocate that loyalty back to you um but i guess sometimes we when we think oh well i'm loyal to my country what, what people think of is i'm loyal to my my team i'm you know of my team my platoon or i'm loyal to my family and that's why I'm I'm doing this. So uh so yeah, that's uh one version of loyalty. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um when I looked into the definition of loyalty, I found two devotion, faithfulness, commitment, those are all things that you had said. Another thing I thought was interesting was it is a willingness to support and stand by someone or something through good times and bad. Loyalty is often characterized by feelings of trust, respect, and admiration for a person or a thing that one is loyal to. Hmm. So, 
I, I kind of like that, that it's a willingness to support, stand by something in good times and in bad. Yeah, let me, let for me share. Better, for better or for worse. Yeah. Let me share a story about this, uh, about an ext- a kind of an example of extreme loyalty that, well, maybe not extreme loyalty, but just like unbelievable loyalty here. So there's a guy named Hiro Onoda, and he was in the Japanese army during World War II. He specifically was taught guerrilla warfare. So on December 26, 1944, uh, he was sent to Lubang Island in the Philippines. A few, and a few months later, in 1945, the Americans landed on Lubang as well. So Onoda's only order from his commanding officer was not to die by his own hands. So don't kill yourself and survive. When the Japanese force was quickly taken out by the American force, Onoda and three fellow soldiers hid in the trees in the mountains, and they survived on food and whatever they could find through foraging and hunting. In October 1945, Onoda and the other soldiers received leaflets letting them know that the war was over, so like dropped from a plane or something. They thought it was a trick and set up by the Allies' forces, and they continued their guerrilla attacks. In 1952... More letters were sent from an aircraft telling them to go come home. Again, they thought it was a trap. The men continued fighting. And eventually, so they continued fighting. They actually like fighting locals and stuff. So it became a problem. Like the locals were like, these guys, like they're wearing World War II outfits and they're like still like in these woods and they're hiding and they're killing people. Uh, they're still fighting, you know. And one of them surrendered, one of them was killed. In 1972, Onoda was alone. So the Japanese eventually sent a search party to find Onoda. And it was unsuccessful because he was so good at hiding. So eventually, in February 20th, 1974, Onoda was found by a Japanese student. Even after this, Onoda refused to surrender. It was only after his commanding officer that told him, don't die by your own hands, flew out there and relieved him of his duty. Uh, and Anoda said, okay. you know. And so Anoda killed about 30 people during his fight. Uh, and he was pardoned by the Philippine gov- president. And he actually received... This is the crazy part. Not that he was uh, out in the woods from 1940 to 1979, 74. But he actually received pay for his work for the last three decades for the Chinese government. And he was honored as a hero in Japan. Can you believe that? That he was actually paid. So that's, that part was like, I, you know, the U.S. government would probably be like, okay, you know, here's, uh, you know, you can get some VA benefits. We'll put you at the bottom yeah, of the no, list of no, VA no, benefits. We're going we're gonna to take your VA benefits away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we're going to need... Uh, we're going to need to claw back some of the money that you were given because the recruiter accidentally gave you too much money. <laughs> you know, something. Uh, but anyway, I think this is a cool example of loyalty. I mean, he kept fighting, fight, kept fighting. He didn't, you know, he was just like, there's no way that my country would have lost this. We keep fighting. And he was out there, uh, 1974 is when he, uh, when he came home all those years, pretty, pretty crazy. And I think that's, an example of the loyalty to his country that he had, that he would just fight, keep fighting and keep fighting. That That's almost a, a, a reason why we dropped that bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. 
because we knew that if we were to continue fighting the Japanese, they would literally fight down to every single last man because they were incredibly, incredibly loyal to their to their country. So we had to do something that was like shock and awe to make them just be like, okay, we surrender. Otherwise, the war would have gone on for a long time and we would have had to fight down to every single last man because they wouldn't... Uh, they wouldn't surrender. And, and that's why in many cases when the Americans would surrender and then and they would put in these camps, they were absolutely trashed as like dogs and below animals because they didn't have any loyalty to their country because they weren't men because they surrendered. Uh, so it was a, yeah. a very different mentality that they had and continue to have of loyalty to their country, to their cause. Um, admirable many, many, many senses. Uh, but in, in also many ways is kind of, uh, you got to know when you're beat, man. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting. That's a great story, a great example of loyalty. I dug into some of the benefits of loyalty. And so kind of narrowed it down to what I thought was the top five benefits of loyalty. And the first one is security and protection. Loyalty can provide a, a sense of security and protection, both for the person being loyal and for the person being loyal to. When someone is loyal to another person or an organization, it, it is more likely to, each of those is more likely to support and defend the other. Uh, and so it creates a sense of safety and security. The second one, the benefit of loyalty is trust. It helps build trust between people or organizations or country alliances, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, and I think it's kind of uh, loyalty can go with with trustworthiness. Uh, when you truly trust someone, you believe that you truly believe in someone's loyalty, you can trust them. Mm-hmm. Next is support. It provides support for those being loyal. One of the things in particular is that someone who is loyal, they are more likely to provide emotional, practical, even financial support when it is needed in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, this can be especially important during difficult times. And that kind of made me think of um, the phrase blood is thicker than water. Right? It's kind of that loyalty of family, right? Whenever people are, are on hard times, it is cool to be able to rely uh, and trust family to know that, hey, if I'm having a hard time about something, I can talk to you, Jared, about something. And you're not going to judge me or you're not going to, um, you know, want me to fail. You're no. going to yeah. you're going to support me. Mm-hmm. You're going to uh, you, you uh, I, I, I believe and I feel your loyalty to me because I know that you want the best for me. And, you know, I think that goes both ways, loyal to the family, loyal to, um, yeah, I, I kind think, of our general, our general cause. Yeah. I, I think that, that, I think that 
a, a main thing with loyalty is that loyalty is often best it, it lasts whenever it, it is reciprocated so yes. between you and I you know obviously we're brothers but we have a reciprocated loyalty to each other I mean, I bet, you know, a lot of these, and I'm not in the military, and Ethan's not either, but I, one thing I do hear is from a lot of these guys who serve, uh, you know, in, in you know, platoons or in groups with other guys, there's this brotherhood that, that emerges. I kind of felt that a little bit when I was on my mission with uh, some of the guys that were there. You kind of get this bond or brotherhood. You're like in this crucible together, uh, and you, you build this loyalty as you're kind of working towards a common cause. So as that loyalty is reciprocated, that is truly what builds loyalty. I think sometimes within some families, the loyalty is not reciprocated. And I know people that, uh, you know, they they have parents or siblings that uh, are just, they don't reciprocate that loyalty, but they expect that. So they'll like say, oh, I want you to, you know, always want to spend time with me and always want to come visit me but I don't necessarily want to spend time with you. I yeah. don't want to have to g- call you. I don't want to have to go to your house. But every time I talk to you, I want you to feel guilty about not spending time with me. So there's a weird dynamic that sometimes exists where I think that even though those are families, I think that loyalty is given where loyalty is reciprocated. And I think that is probably, in my opinion, I think more important than like, I think that should exist within families, but uh, it can certainly exist outside of that. And in many cases, you know, people have issues with some of their family or whatever to where it's like, hey, this person's not reciprocating any loyalty to me, so my loyalty is in vain. And that's kind of where we talk about loyalty going too far uh, and how you get taken advantage of. Yeah, and I, I think there's an interesting aspect to loyalty as well in the sense of, right, there's different levels of loyalty, right? For example, yeah, you you and I are loyal to each other, and we reciprocate that. Mm-hmm. But I would expect that you would probably be more loyal, or the loyalty is deeper to your wife or in your family, like your immediate family. It's it's kind of hard. There's these lines, you know. I have like my wife and my kids that I need to protect and be loyal to, mm-hmm. but then I have this that's my family. But then I have this outside family, which are my you know brother and sisters and parents that I would expect that I want to be loyal to as well. And then you have you know other things, and so it's just kind of you drill down and and even within even within your marriage, you know, you're trying you you're when is it okay to be loyal to yourself? I, I don't know. That's kind of a weird thing to think no, about, but I, it's just like, there's these different steps or, or is there certain loyalty that's more important than others? Yeah. Like you could say, are you being loyal to your principles? Like, are you being loyal to yourself and that not, you're not being taken advantage of, you're not being manipulated. You're not being strung along or these different things. And, and I agree with you, like kind of within that family unit, I think that part of it is that your loyalty, like for you, you have a loyalty to your wife, but you also have a loyalty to your children because those are your responsibility. And those are directly your responsibility. And I and I have loyalty to my children because they're directly my responsibility. And I, 
and I think that that circle kind of goes out from there. I mean, like certainly, you know, if, if it was like, if someone had a gun to, to, to was going to shoot us or something like that. And I had, and you had to make a decision versus like, you know, someone's kids or some, or one of us. I mean, those are super hard decisions to make. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, I don't, I, I feel like so loyal to you and your family that I'm just like, heck, I just, just assume jumping in a bullet than any of these kids get killed, you know? Uh, yeah. And so it's just like, I'd rather, I'd rather than take that bullet than any of our kids get hit. And I think that like that, um, because, and, that, and your kids aren't even, I mean, I, I, I'm loyal to your kids because I'm loyal to you. And I, also I love your kids, but like, it's, I think it's loyalty between us that I wouldn't yeah. want anything to happen to your kids. And so, but also I wouldn't want my kids without a dad either. But I, yeah. you know, I've, I've lived a, I lived a decent life. I'm almost 35. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I definitely want to keep those kids, get, give another few years. Maybe my, my wife would probably disagree with this. She's like, you know, you're not jumping in front of, in front of any bullets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anytime soon. Uh, but uh, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, it's an interesting interesting thought you know and you know hopefully none of us would ever have to 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 experience a situation like that but i i do have a a example of loyalty yeah that i'll that i'll share jared you you already know this uh but i will share with the the listeners here so there was one point where jared and i were uh, in college together at the same college and uh, Jared was married and, you know, he was had his classes and everything He's a couple years ahead of me. And I was living in an apartment off campus that I rode my bike to, to campus every morning. And so there was one morning. Well, I was there was a couple of things accumulated here. Right. So first off, I had like a $50 bike from Walmart and it was <laughs> super crappy and it had been left out for a couple of years and the the. The chain was all rusty and it, it was, it was, it was a piece of crap. But so that, and I was running late to class and I couldn't be late to this class anymore. It was like an eight o'clock in the morning class or seven thirty, I think is when it started. In the same building that I was in too. Yeah. And so, um, I'm running late and I'm like, Oh shoot. So I'm in our apartment complex, my apartment complex. And I jump on my bike and I'm like, I got to rip, you know, I got to get out of here quick. And so I stand up on the, I, I, I had kind of done like a running, uh, I was running next to the bike and hopped on, you know, so we're, so I was moving through the parking lot and I stood up to push on the pedal really hard so that I could get going really fast. And the chain slipped right as I went and pushed down and I went face first over the handlebars and collided directly with the taillight of this car that was in one of the parking spots. <laughs> and I went head first over the handlebars and my face, like my eye and my cheek just smashed into this taillight and completely obliterated this tail like like broke it to pieces <laughs> and 
and it just crashed and smashed and like laid out in uh, on the concrete and i was just like oh you know i tried to get back up and everything and i i was just like i'm gonna be late for class and so i i just kept going i just got back on the bike and hobbled my way to class right luckily it was downhill all the way to class so i get to class and i'm sitting in class and like my my lip is all my lips are all like puffy on one side and it had like a cut and like my eye was kind of puffy and so i was like oh man and so i kind of walk out of class and i call jared and i know that he's in class or i i wasn't sure if he was in class or not but i knew that he knew that i was in class and so i call him and he doesn't pick up the phone but then Probably 15 seconds later, he calls me back and he's like, Hey, what's going on? And I was like, Oh man. And he was like, it was like, he was like, who are we fighting? <laughs> it was just, he was, he was, he was like, what happened? What are we doing? He's like, where are you? And it was just like, it was just like, everything was right there. And like, I didn't even, he didn't even know what happened, but he just knew that I called him at like a weird time. And he was all over it. You were all <laughs> over it. You were like, who are we fighting? Where's it going down? What's going on? I think because he sent me a text. He said, I got busted up or something like that. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, that is not happening on my watch. And then so we met outside the classroom like just a few minutes later. And I saw your face was all busted up. And I was like, who are we killing today? <laughs> Uh yeah, and I was like, uh, well, it was the tail light of a car, and it's pretty much obliterated. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was yeah. Uh, I had a, I had a puffy face for I don't know, probably a couple days at least. Uh, but that was a great story of loyalty to where we just jumping. Doesn't matter, you know, what happened or what why it ha- happened. We'll talk about why later. But uh, we'll sort out the yeah, bodies later, so, man. I'm there. Yeah. So that's good. So, that's yeah. A funny so the, story. the the last two things benefits loyalty is respect, and then um, uh, to be able to foster a sense of belonging, which is kind of the two things that we already talked about. Yeah. Well, do you think about you know that's why you think about all these mob families and all these stuff. Who do they go to? They go to cousins. They go to brothers and sisters, or, or you know, uncles and stuff like that, because they have this loyalty that's often reciprocated within a, within a family unit. Uh, that's like, hey, they're not going to betray me because, you know, I'm with, within the same family. We're loyal to each other. I show them that. They show me that. Uh, and so it's great to have someone in your back, corn in your corner that you don't have to worry about stabbing you in the back. That's going to be there uh, in case you run up against something, a situation, or you run up against some troubles in life, or you know, just need someone to talk to, and regardless of what it is, they have your best interests at heart. They they want you to be loyal to yourself. Uh, they want you to not be taken advantage of. They want you to do want what's best for you. And so... Yeah, you'd, you'd mentioned uh, kind of the opposite, right? You'd mentioned betrayal. Mm-hmm. And you'd mentioned stabbing in the back, which is one of my examples. I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, let's, but let's, betrayal, let's switch over to that and talk about betrayal. Yeah, so betrayal, on the other hand, is really the act of breaking a promise, mm-hmm. trust, or confidence. The act of being disloyal or unfaithful to someone or something uh, when you are expected to be loyal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it can be very hurtful, 
harmful, damaging, a breach of trust uh, can often, um, you know, ruin, ruin a relationship. So I would say uh, in both of these examples, relationships were definitely ruined because of, well, maybe maybe one more so than the other, but uh, because of betrayal. So my first example, and Jared, you actually did uh, in one of our episodes a whole uh, explanation of this, but the betrayal of Brutus against Julius Caesar. Yeah, um, I, I did talk about it, but I think that was actually one of the guys from Virtuous Men that talked about that one because that was when we did... Um, oh, maybe it was. Yeah, it was uh, in one of our... One of the episodes that we did, he, um, maybe it was underdogs. It was underdogs, underdogs is what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, yeah. So, so Brutus was a Roman senator. No, no, no. It wasn't underdogs. That because they did sports ones for that. It was another one that we did with the virtuous men, though. Remember that? So oh, no, Brutus. Was, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I think it was. A, I, th- I thought it was the spies, but maybe no, not. I, I remember I did the uh, Confederate uh, gal, uh, the the mm-hmm. siren of Shenandoah, and he did the uh, Brutus. That was the same one. Yeah. So anyway. So uh, Brutus was a Roman senator who was very close friends with Julius Caesar. And he uh, was the leader of the... uh, Julius Caesar was the leader of the Roman Republic at the time. However, despite this friendship, Brutus ultimately betrayed Caesar by taking part in a massive conspiracy to assassinate him. The conspiracy was led by a group of senators. They were concerned about Caesar's increasing power and the political threat that it posed to the Roman Republic. And so the assassination of Caesar took place, and uh, the story is that Brutus, even being one of the best friends of Caesar, uh, took part in the assassination. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the ultimate act of betrayal, right? And then the 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 famous words, whether Caesar actually said them or not, was what "etu Brutus" was just kind of like "you too," like yeah. you be- you betrayed me, also, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Um. So that's a, a massive one. And then another example of betrayal is the story and the betrayal of Judas Iscariot to Christ. Oh yeah. When he was one of Jesus's twelve apostles. He was entrusted with the responsibility of managing all of the finances for the group, uh, for the apostles. And he had a very close relationship with Christ. But regardless of this relation, despite this relationship, rather, uh, Judas ultimately betrayed tri- Christ and gave him up for for financial gain. Yeah. So two examples yeah. of... What I, I think that sometimes uh, we I have a few examples of when tr- when loyalty uh, maybe it's best to abandon loyalty and to betray. You know, for example, someone in a toxic marriage. If you yep. are having to compromise who you are and to yourself, um, you know, staying loyal to a spouse that is uh, you know maybe abusive, emotionally manipulative, or uh, just in whatever way is is not good for you, uh, that, that being loyal is not serving you. It's not serving them either. Uh, so sometimes people, they're just really nice 
will be, well, I'll just continue to be loyal because that's a noble virtue. Yeah, but you're being walked on and that loyalty is not being reciprocated. Another thing, a couple of other examples I thought of was like people who are caught up in an MLM company or scam. You know, they're like, oh, I, I'm loyal to this company. Some of these companies, man, they treat their CEOs and founders like, like cult leaders. And a lot of these people that like in like, uh, was it, didn't you, did you watch that documentary on Lululemon? LuLaRoe? Or that's what I meant. LuLaRoe, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched that one. And Herbalife. Uh, yep. I mean, there's countless, countless ones like that where they, I mean, honestly, a company that I used to work for, uh, they treat the the founder like a god. I mean, they're, they're literally like, oh, my gosh, I, I just, I love this guy. He's so amazing. And this is like, you guys know that you're being taken advantage of here, right? Uh, so sometimes yeah. it's good to break it with that. Also, like if you're working for a bad company or a bad boss, if you're working at Enron and you're being told to hide accounts and all this kind of stuff, does loyalty to Enron matter? You know, is that sacrificing your sacrificing your personal values? Yeah, exactly. So you're you're not being loyal to yourself. Uh, what about if you're working? What about loyalty to a corrupt government? What if you're the guard at Auschwitz? Uh, you know, are you being loyal to yourself or is it a time to betray? You know, look at the Valkyrie or the whole. Valkyrie thing where the Germans tried to kill Hitler, uh, where they were loyal to Germany, but not Hitler, you know, so they were loyal yeah. to a different set of, of, of principles. I think the movie was called Valkyrie, but they weren't the Valkyrie. <laughs> the movie was called Valkyrie uh, with uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, with Bruce. Uh, there's another one. What about a false belief in an organization or even a religious organization where you they manipulate you to believe certain things and you're just loyal to the end, you know? Think about Jonestown, where these guys drink all this Kool-Aid, or think about uh, the Warren Jeffs, where these people are just so loyal that, you know, he's in prison for for marrying a bunch of 16-year-olds, and they're like, oh, our prophet's still, you know, doing all this kind of stuff, and, and he's taking them all to the cleaners, man, and he's just, you know, it, it, it's that kind of thing. It's just like, at some point, you have to have enough awareness to say this loyalty is not good for me and this loyalty is not being reciprocated therefore i need to get out of this and you could say that you could call that betrayal or you could call that wising up um i think where we, where we think of the word betrayal is actually when someone is reciprocating that loyalty to you like julius caesar to um to his friend and then it is not reciprocated in fact they turn and they stab you in the back so in that sense, uh, that was what I will usually think of when I think of betrayal. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, I, I liked what you said about when is loyalty kind of taken too far. And I think loyalty kind of, I guess, ultimate loyalty to a fault really just creates a loss of independence. And yep. Because you're a slave and, to whatever. Yep. And I think that human nature, it is maybe, I don't want to say easy, or maybe it's maybe common um, for people to become so loyal to a cause that it become they lose their own independence, they lose their own voice, and it is it just becomes easy to... To, to to stay loyal and and I mean because even they're to told the destruction of your own 
Yeah, your yeah. own values, your own blind loyalty is just, um, you know, you, you don't have to think critically. and, and You so, just do what you're told, and then that's easy. All decisions are made for you. You just do what you're told, and you're just, okay, you know, and then you're loyal. Well, well the guy says this, he must, he's always right. Yeah. So got to do it. Well, and I think if you dig deep enough into those situations, uh, the the you will see that that loyalty is only re- is not reciprocated. It's mm-hmm. one way loyalty. Yeah, exactly. And it might seem like it's two way loyalty, like the uh, the people that were drinking the Kool Aid and the one you know uh, religious leader was just kind of like, oh, you know, everybody and 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 it might have seemed like he was helping them and seemed like he was mm-hmm. reciprocating the loyalty, but he wasn't, he no. was just taking advantage of people. Selfish. Yep. It's all just in, in yeah. Yep. Trick- or, or, or a trickery like this Warren Jeffs guy. He's like, Hey, 16 year old girl, you need to marry me so that you can be saved in the kingdom of God. And you need to become yeah. my 56th wife. And so, you know, yeah. Well, even, even that under like, the guise they, of being loyal to her, but really it's just self-serving. Yeah. Well, even in that, like as part of their religion, they were kind of living um, very simple lives and very non-worldly lives and everything else. And then, and that was the teachings of the church and, and people were doing that and they were giving all of the money they had to the church, all of the, all that they had. Mm-hmm. And then, he ends up taking his his ten, ten favorite wives and going on a huge escapade, and he's spending like three hundred thousand dollars yeah. a month in Vegas and Disneyland, yep. and you know every worldly thing you can imagine. He was out doing, yeah. And so it's like that's not loyalty. I mean that that's that's one way loyalty, yeah. Because they were they were getting him, you know, giving him that to to be able to do that. But yeah, yep, so exactly. Well, I, I do have a I do have one story I'd like to end with about uh, loyalty. I thought this was such a cool thing. Uh, so there's this legend of a guy called the Black Knight. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. This is not, not the one from Monty Python. Uh, <laughs> so the life and death of Zavisha the Black Knight. In 13, he lived from 1370 to 1428. So he was basically a celebrity in the Middle Ages. This guy was grade A, B.A., uh, he never lost a duel. He was like a champion in all these tournaments and stuff. Uh, he participated in countless tournaments across the entire continent. In tournaments in, in a tournament in a place called Buddha in 1412, he ended up being the best knight out of 1,500 knights who took part in the event. In a tournament in Perpig- Perpignan uh, in 1416, Zavisha won the final duel, defeating the best knight of Western Europe, John II of Aragon. Uh, he was often mentioned by name as of the Black Knight. It was earned due to his thick black armor, and which was a custom coat of armor, uh, and his black hair. And he was not only a deadly knight with his skills, but he was considered a honorable man, a charismatic man, an, an incredible, uh, incredibly disciplined man. Ga- he, his gallantry and decorum were legendary as well as his amazing oration skills. That's why he was kind of like a diplomat as well. He provided excellent services to the Polish king and other foreign thrones. 
So this guy was respected. He was a celebrity. Everybody wanted him to come over. Everybody liked him. He was an absolute baller on the battlefield, in the tournaments, everything. So there was a battle in 1428. Zavisha took part in the war between the Sigmismund of Luxembourg and the Ottomans. He fought the Turks uh, in the siege of Gulbuk, and as the commander of a light cavalry banner of 500 men, so these are horseback men, uh, when Sigmismund decided to retreat, that was the king, uh, across the Danube River, uh, Zavisha's banner was guarding the back. So his, him and his 500 cavalry men were guarding the back to cover the crossing. When the crossing was near finished, uh, the king ordered Zavisha to return. Uh, the black knight refused to abandon his men. Then the king sent him another command, this time along with a boat dedicated to him, and said, come back, uh, save yourself. And Zavisha refused to abandon his men, and together they rode into the ar- and faced the entire Ottoman army. Uh, and the story goes that the... He was the last man standing, and they shot his horse, and they had to like capture him with nets uh, just to kill him. Uh, and he eventually died on the battlefield. So there's a monument that stands in Siberia today to tribute the Black Knight. And what's cool is that the people, this happened like 600 years ago, and people still, there's a saying in Poland that you can rely on, say, him or her, like Zavisha, like total loyalty. Uh, the word spread from noble families who were in contact with Zavisha, the black, the black, and experienced or witnessed his honorable behavior to other houses across the country. Uh, the mothers and fathers taught about it in their, to their sons and daughters. Teachers in schools taught about it to their students. Generation by generation was still not, compar- uh, was still not comparable example. So all that time there wasn't a comparable example of honor as Zavisha the black. And so he became a one-of-a-kind legend, even uh, more than any of the nobility. Uh, the scouts for Poland, like their, their version of Boy Scouts, they uh, they have a saying that say, a scout's word is like Zavisha's, meaning that it's part of their oath, like unbreakable loyalty. It's, you say you're going to do something, you're absolutely going to do something. Your word is like Zavisha's. And so I thought that was such a cool example of, of loyalty that's been passed down uh, from from a great man, and even c- today has continued as an example of true loyalty. Yeah, I mean, how would that feel to have a uh, uh, your creed basically that you're your, immortalized? <laughs> yeah, immortalized in in generations to follow your uh, set of beliefs or principles that guided your actions helps to guide others. It makes you it makes you think though if. You, for these, for to be a man that is truly principled and has lives by his creed, that example that that sets could reverberate through generations, and in this case, it, it did in, in a very visible way uh, through like legends. Uh, but I think that in many ways, it will just reverberate through our, our influence on those around us and our children, uh, and our dedication to our principles and our creeds. Uh, will will make us better people and therefore those around us better people. Yeah. So I completely agree. That's what we're doing here. Loyalty. We're building creeds. Uh, this was a great episode. Thanks all for listening and let's 
build that creed together. All right, let's do it.